to another episode of Lawyer Lifter Podcast, and I'm joined today with my legal assistant, Cameron Cabrera, and um, I wanted her to join today because actually I want to highlight that a lot of people think like, oh, law school, I want to go to law school, I want to be a lawyer, and they don't realize that that journey starts way, way ahead of schedule, which is like at on the first day of undergrad. And um, the, I think that's pretty typical of the old professions, as they would say, you know, like, um, you know, if you were to be a physician, I mean, you ultimately have to start leveraging undergrad studies um, in undergrad for, you know, taking the MCAT or what have you. So the same goes with law school. And today's topic is just, I think, um, another subspecies of other topics that we've talked about, women empowerment, and also um, really investing in your team, and then real life examples, because um, even though, you know, let's take like academia, right? A, a professor can talk all day long about a hypothetical, but it doesn't become tangible and it doesn't really click until that student or Padwan or whatever, like actually goes and experiences the damn thing. And so um, I had the, my intern Czar and also Cameron come to a short cause trial on Monday. And it was because for educational purposes, but because I can talk all day long about a li the life of what what happens in a trial and what the dynamic is and what the parties do and what the judge does and what the court reporter and bailiff do. But until you're just sitting there and you can see that everything, it, it it's just like, flows like a play. And also the lawyers really have to be prepared to do to recite their script or recite their parts, but also be savvy enough to adapt to the changes that are out of anybody's control, like the temperature of your judge, the way your opposing counsel is going to behave, the way that the witnesses, even though you've prepared them, how they're going to act in a real life setting. So in terms of, so Cameron, with uh, Monday, you know, what were your expectations? I kind of went into this, you know, not really knowing what to expect out of it, not really like trying to see if it was something I wanted to do. Obviously, that was kind of the main reason I even really wanted to go to court to see if, you know, being in a courtroom, I could see myself being in a courtroom or I could see myself like doing what you do. Um, and I feel like it was something like, if I didn't go to that courtroom, I wouldn't have been able to like really understand because through that experience, I was able to see what it means to be a lawyer, what it means to, um, what it means to, you know, prepare, what it means to do all that kind of stuff. And I was able to see it because you took me, because you helped me learn through a real life experience. And, you know, being with like a zero legal experience and honestly, um, even I, 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 it's not like I want to dumb the law school down, but when you get out of law school, you mm. don't know how to practice. So you really are starting at zero. So like to actually work in a law firm and do these tangible things, um, it, was it easy for you to kind of pick up 
on what the hell was going on and the topics that were at issue? Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, that was one of the things that also really surprised me because when I went and I was like, am I going to be able to understand this? Am I going to be able to follow along? But also having Zara next to me, who obviously knows a little more than me, like it helped me a lot to just, you know, sit there. It, I mean, it's also like, it's weird to say, but it's like, it's like watching a performance going on, watching you in front, you know, talk to the judge and know what you're doing. And it's, it's kind of like, it's in a weird way. It's like a show that you can, you're able to see and able to follow along with. And I think that's what the art of advocacy and litigation is, is to take these very complicated themes and laws. And then obviously, you know, on Monday, our trier of fact, which aka the ultimate decider of everything was just a judge, a judge who's learned, who knows everything. But trials happen, as you know, before your peers, a jury. So that is very, it's a skill that mm -hmm. a litigator and advocate needs to have because they have to take these things and extrapolate them into something that someone like you, not knowing, not knowing at all, like what the law is or whatever, but can hear a story and can tell like, okay, which side do I really believe in? And, you know, what, what, should the outcome be? It was that more of your experience, like you were really like, wow, okay, I kind of know who I want to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, exactly how, how you put it. You kind of want to know who's going to win and everything. Yeah. So what was the most interesting part of what you witnessed on went on Monday? I mean, the whole like, I guess it's like very interesting to see a lawyer, a good lawyer, and then a lawyer that also like doesn't prepare because you obviously you have this image in your head that lawyers are very prepared. Obviously, that's like one of the like very I don't know stereotypes that lawyers are prepared. Obviously, I mean you should be a good lawyer, but um, just to see like I guess how the judge can basically like if you're a bad lawyer, just put you down and like multiple <laughs> like I don't know put you down and. And I guess make you feel like you don't know how to do your job if you really don't know how to do your job. Like they're going to put you in place. Yeah. And I think that's what everybody out there should know. Um, in, in real life, lawyers come in all kinds of um, shapes, sizes, and experience levels and competencies. And so there it, when you see something like that, you definitely can um, see who is actually prepared, who knows, and a judge will call you out. A lot of people think like, oh, the lawyers can do everything, whatever. And that's absolutely not the case. The judge rules all. So whatever the judge wants to do, and that's where you need to be artful and adaptive is because a judge can just throw a wrench and, you know, uh, make you pause, take you off of your script and ask you questions that you didn't think of or just turn the table. And, you know, you, you've got to learn how to adapt and keep plowing through. You know, we just had the so Super Bowl. Keep plowing through like cup, right? Like just keep going. <laughs> so, um in, did you ever expect that you would 
be invited to go do something like this, like observe? No, obviously not even, it kind of happened really quickly, but not even to experience this without, you know, going to law school or something like that. So that's another reason why I feel like tangible, like learning experiences are really important because like it helps you decide earlier on rather than later on having to go through everything else, um, what you want to do. Yeah. I think, you know, one of the reasons why I really wanted you and Zar to come is because in my experience, uh, the women that were above me in previous law firms uh, never actually cared to mentor me. And that's probably a systematic of the old or probably the old, but also still controlling um like infrastructure of a law firm where the, I hate to say it, like the men, the partners or the owners, they, they kind of the women who were above me because I was always like an associate or um, a senior associate. And then the women would be partners or whatever, but they would be lower than the, the owners and they would have to, you know, like stay in favor with like whoever's like at the top of the law firm. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't like incentivized for them to ever like take young associates and like bring them up. It wasn't, and it sucks because, you know, they, everybody was in for themselves, but like here I want, you know, number one, um, what I need to, as the owner, like it is, Every, it's in my best interest to give you everything that I know and have because that just makes my job more efficient yeah. and it cultivates like a team atmosphere. So the more you know from me, the better we are collectively. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, I mean, I know that you haven't had a lot of job experience and you're going through academia, but what are your thoughts on, on mentorship and like women in higher positions so far? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously I haven't, this is like one of my, this is, I would say like my first real, real job where it's like real work. I was talking about it with my mom where I was like, this is like a real job that I'm doing, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously you are something to aspire to just because you're, I mean, a boss you have your own you you have your own business you've cultivated like an environment that like is you know something that's different than you're like paving your own path in the lawyer world essentially and I feel like that's something really aspiring to be essentially as a young girl like that's something I want to be at least like someone who is a boss knows what they want and you know is a leader so it's kind of it's interesting to see and obviously it's like something that I'm taking down I'm learning from you because I want to do something similar. And I think that's important to say because when I was coming up, you know, like I was choked into, you know, changing who I was for the practice of law. Like it was, it was never like a, you can have it all. It was Mm -hmm. like, you have to choose, you know, and that's what I wanted, like you and Zar and all these young women out there is like, if you walk the walk of being a lawyer in, in this particular type, because again, there's different types of law that, you know, I mean, I walked into that courtroom 
with bicolor hair. I mean, mm. if you guys don't know, like I have um, purple and like a bluish purple yeah. like hair. <laughs> and, you know, I have like, you know, last extensions and I'm not, you know, I'm not what you would say, like extremely conservative. And the it's important. And I was always made to feel ashamed for something that was very genuine to me. But I want to impart on young women is that you need to have the confidence and strength to walk that line with being genuine and yourself, but also being making sure that whoever you're in front of a judge looks past your appearance and at what you are doing and what the words you have to say. And I think this is the time that this, this can happen and this is happening. And so, you know, obviously when you do show up as a professional to court, you know, there's some things that you um, shouldn't do. Like you can dress as conservative as you want, but if you are spouting lies or you're unprepared or, you know, you are just, you know, you just show a very low level of competence that speaks much more about you as an attorney, female attorney, than um, the color of your hair or the color of your nails. And so I think that walking this walk is stay genuine to who you are, but know that all of your energy should be put in cultivating the skills to show up to court as a, a prowess. So in terms of what, like going through that whole thing, did you feel confirmation that, all right, this is, this is the way? Yeah. I kind of felt like, cause I, when I, cause I, I, I don't know if anyone knows, but I, so I, I got into college uh, with a, with a major deciding in nursing. And then I kind of felt like that, that wasn't something I wanted to do. And I decided that during this like gap year that I'm taking, I should look and see if there's a, somewhere I want to switch along the way. And essentially Mel helped me look into um, being a lawyer and going into the courtroom and seeing all that. It's kind of helped me confirm that going down this path is something I would rather see myself do. And I could see myself actually do rather than forcing myself to do something I didn't want to do. Like you're saying. Yeah. It's very interesting that, um, when I started undergrad, the undergrad process years ago before Cameron, that we still are hit with a lot of stuff that hasn't really changed. Like, you know, that when I was trying to figure, when I was figuring things out with the rest of my peers at like 18 or 17, 18, you know, it was always like, oh, choose the secure path, secure path. And it's still, even now in Cameron's generation, that's still being thrown down young people's throats and that there's not a lot of disclosure as to what else is there. And I find that to be extremely interesting. And so like, first of all, nothing is ever a secure thing unless it's you yourself. The only secure thing in this entire world is you yourself and the integrity and perseverance that you have. And, but yeah, you should not put stock into anybody saying like, 
this career or this industry is a for sure thing because um, even being a lawyer is not a for sure thing. At like even going to law school, many people that I graduated with didn't even end up practicing. They used their degree for something else. But I mean, it just goes to show that, you know, even though things have changed, they haven't really. But I think that's great, though, that, you know, instead of just looking at, all right, nursing is the way to go, um, that you look at what am I good at? Like, what do I like? Because all I know, it sounds so stupid, like to just say, like, I don't know, like, because the conversation I had with Cameron was like, I don't know, like, what do you like? Like, what are your skills? Like, what do you want to do? Because that should then be the path that you look into as to I have this, these skills, I have this desire, what fits best and go from there. Because to pigeonhole yourself into something just will make you perpetually, um, you know, sad, angry, and it a huge waste of time, huge waste of time. So it's really good when we talk about, all right, if you are a woman, if you are a business owner, if you are seated in a position of um, power and respect, then, you know, pass it forward because there are all these other young women who want to know what else is out there. And I think that that's one of the things that in the lawyer lifter podcast that I've like, I've always wanted to keep promoting is just to look past this rat race and look, you know, you, you achieve something, always look back and look at your team and cultivate your team and, you know, see the next generation come up. So I think that's it for this episode of Lawyer Lifter Podcast. So remember, you know, like real life tangible experiences are a great learning tool, great experience for your team because they don't know what they don't know. And there's always going to be a stopping point as to what you can teach and lecture them about. So bring them in and let them see for themselves, it will achieve a sense of, oh, we're doing something that actually matters. And outside of money, outside of all these other tangible things, I think that what motivates a team is to see what they're doing actually matters in the long run. So thanks everybody for listening. And we will catch you at another episode of Lawyer Lifter Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Lawyer Lifter Podcast. You can listen to other podcasts at www.lawyerlifter.com or your favorite podcast apps. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.